Todd Adams. And this is Kathy Adams. Welcome to Zen Parenting Radio. Today we are going to talk about parents bringing their too young to be their kids to movies. Too young to be their kids. Basically bringing their babies yeah. or their really t- small toddlers to movies that are way too old for these kids. And why that's a bad thing. Even though that happened to me when I was a younger person. Well, yeah, you went to some rated R movies. I went to see Animal little. House and Saturday Night Fever. And if you do the math, it means I was like six or seven, and I think they're <laughs> maybe even less than that. So, anyways, so we're we're going to talk about why, um, because I think a lot of parents think that uh, it it's okay because the kids don't understand the content. But we're going to talk about maybe what they do understand. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of different things today. Oh. We're going to have a smorgasbord, a smorgasbord, a smorg. We're going to have a cornucopia. Smorgasbord. You didn't. Is that right? It's smorgasbord. Is it board or borg? I think it's board. Smorgasbord. <laughs> <laughs> of different things to talk about today. And uh, it's been a while since we did a show because we pre-taped these and the last one we did was like... Uh, oh, you're letting them in on our secret. 13 days ago. I let You always m- mention that the secret. The secret's out. We pre-taped <laughs> the shows. So um, anyways, so... We're excited to be back. Yes. Because it's been 13 days since we've recorded a show, and we got a lot of things to talk about. But first, um, we support, or we partner with a company called Poofin. Poofin.com. And I've talked to, um, talked about them many times on this show. And there was a John Cass, and John Cass is a columnist in the Chicago Tribune. Yeah. And he wrote a column basically saying he was talking about two different toys that he observed at a, t- at a toy show that I actually worked. It, well, and he and the whole the, the gist of the article was the stupidest toys for this season's Christmas. Exactly. <laughs> the stupidest toys. So although some other toy w- came in first place, our partner, Poofin, came in second place. And <laughs> as the stupidest toy. As the stupidest toy. And I think it's – I actually emailed Kathy when I read this article that this is a good thing. One – um, it brings an awareness, and it's safe to say that John Cass, the guy who wrote this, and the way we believe toys and children and all that, um, you know, what we think is, is good or bad. Or are, most important for children. Are two very different things. And his point was it's expensive. Right. His point was, okay, you buy this pillow, and then you stuff it full of charms, and he gave this random number 50. Yeah. If he you said had... if you stuff it with 50 charms, then all of a sudden you're at $150, and he was very focused on the cost when really the gist of a poofin i mean where we could go so many places here but is that you start with just a few and over time over years every holiday you get a new one which is only like three dollars right it's two dollars and fifty i don't know whatever but my point is let's just say that you stuffed it with 50 charms and it did end up costing you 150 dollars the idea of a poofin is it celebrates the children's individuality and the way i compare it is if I don't know what it costs to buy a PlayStation 2 or a Wii game or something right. like that. but Way above that. We have a Wii. We use it from time to time. We do not let it dominate our household. Right. Um, but if you compare the cost of one of those games and even a, a, a game itself. A cartridge, it, it, right. I, I don't think they're called cartridges anymore. That's old really? school. Really? Like an album? Yeah, like an album. <laughs> but th- those cost 40 bucks a piece. This is, the Poofin is a soft pillow that you... Um, that has these smaller pillows called charms that you put into the bigger pillow. And you collect them 
the, the child decides what goes on these charms. And it's more like a scrapbook. Yeah. And it's over time. And again, I'm saying this, I can't say this enough because the fun thing about a poofin is you get a few to begin with, mm-hmm. but then, you know, over time you, someone gives one to you as a gift because mm-hmm. they notice that you're playing soccer or you go online and say, this is, you know, I want this one at Valentine's Day and you end up getting one of a dog that you really like. Like the whole process is not about getting it all done at one shot. That's so our society right. to say, okay, I'm going to give this gift and I'm going to fill it with a million charms. That's the, that's not the point. The mm-hmm. point is over time. And so it's like a scrapbook. So kids can actually look back and be like oh a year ago i was ice skating. i was ice skating i was totally into that but this year i am doing whatever right and the bottom line is it's a, a really soft pillow so it's actually functional i'm all into yeah. function our the, girls sleep on theirs they sleep on theirs so um i think john cass it's funny we actually have a history with this guy yeah and you had a radio interview with him why don't you just say well talk it, about it actually started before that uh, four years ago i was uh nine months pregnant with skylar at the time um, there was an article in the Tribune about parent coaching, and they focused on my practice, and they focused on me specifically because I was here in the, you know in Chicago, and there weren't a lot of coaches at the time. And then, like two days later, there was an article in um, the Tribune, a John Cass article, kind of making not just kind of making fun of parent coaches, and that it was a total. Um, that it was bogus and that it was people trying to get a lot of money and et cetera, et cetera. So it turned into this big thing where WGN ended up calling me. Uh, This is when Spike O'Dell was on in the morning and asking me to come on to explain what a parent coach was. Or actually, did I do that before the John Cass article? I don't even remember. I think you were on it first and then they wanted to bring John Cass on. Right. So I did an interview with Spike just about being a parent coach. And then I think the article was run because they actually called me and asked me questions. John Cass is a guy, you know, that that does some research for him. And then we were on together. John and I were on Spike's show. Because John Cass wrote an article basically, like you said. Well, ripping apart parent coaching. Right. And so basically it was just, we, it it ended up being a really funny interview. We were very respectful of each other. Uh, It was funny. Yeah. And then at the very end, basically he said, you know, he, he, he just brought it back to me and said, you know, Kathy's got these degrees and she's been doing this work for a long time so she is not who I'm referring to he's like I'm referring to people who are parents and then all of a sudden go out and call themselves parent coaches without any uh you know degrees or educational background so but it ended up being kind of a fun thing so it's interesting that our sponsor is under the gun kind of like I was at the time right well and like our philosophy is similar to Poofin's and he comes like even on the interview is funny because he was kind of a old school parent and how you decide to discipline your kids right and we are of the new generation. Not that there's not old school kid uh, parents still disciplining their children the old right. school way. And we've got a few old school principles inside of us too. But at the same time, right. there's We're, a new philosophy. Yeah. And to even go into that would take forever. Right. But that's kind of the idea. So, um, and he did his job. He got people talking about it. Yep. That's what he's trying to do. Yeah. And I have a feeling that if John Cass listened to our show, he would com- he would disagree with a lot of it. Do you think? I do. I think it's because he's an old school guy and, you know, we talk about letting your feelings out and we talk about letting kids tell us who they are and not dictating to them. And I, I, I might be wrong, but I have a feeling that he's more of, you know, kids should be heard, heard and not... Seen and not heard? Seen and not heard. Thank you. So I have a feeling he would... He has the opposite point of view. Yeah, maybe. And I would love to have a discussion with him about that, maybe someday on WGN Radio. And I think he has a, a young son, if I remember correctly. And again, this was four years ago when he and I talked. But um, but anyway, I think he had a son who was like eight or nine. Right. So he's still in kind of our world. So the bottom line is, um, Poofin, 
they're still our partner. We're so proud of them, and we love what they do. We love what they do, and it's all about you know letting your kids tell you who they are. So, having said that, and and part of poof, and the other thing, just to say this is, you have to understand it. You have to know what it's about. You know, sometimes it, it, they do such a great job on the packaging, explaining, but if you don't get the heart of it, mm. then you know, then it, it doesn't have it doesn't have the impact that Todd and I believe that it can have. You have to understand what the purpose is, and so that's what we really try and talk about on this show because um, the Poofin Inventors, um, you know, this was this was from the soul, this yep. uh, philosophy. So having said that, um, Christmas is coming up. If you uh, want to give your kids a nice gift, get them a Poofin gift set. Costs, I think, about 20 bucks. It's a pill, it's a pillow with three charms. Yeah, it comes with three charms. comes with three charms. Uh, coupon code is Happy Holidays. And then you can also put Zen Charm into the coupon code. You can use two coupon codes. So get on their website, Poofin.com, and uh, get a gift set. Yeah, it's a great gift for kids. Save yourself a trip to the mall. Yep. Um, and as long as we're talking about peddling stuff and, and selling ourselves here. Are you talking about my, my uh, books? Your uh, your gift sets that you're doing. Yeah, well, this is this has been really fun. I was rapping a lot this weekend and shipping things out. Um, you can, on my website, if you go to my website, kathycadams.com, I am selling a holiday gift set. It's both of my books signed with a, a white journal, just a blank journal, so it you know can go with the books if people want to make notes or whatever, and then a really uh, pretty uh, angel uh ornament comes with it and the whole thing together is $25 I also wrap it you know it gets shipped all that kind of stuff so check out my website kathycadams.com and go to uh, purchase books or holiday gift set you'll see it there don't be a schlep rock buy your gift sets from Zen Parenting Radio I thought you were going to try to make that rhyme, and I was going to be like, what are you no, going to rhyme with no. schlep rock? Uh, that, that's an old story. Back when I was in the, my fraternity, there was a time when we were all talking about something serious in the fraternity meeting, <laughs> and one guy, his name was Dean Glorio, he used that as a vehicle to sell sunglasses. <laughs> so he would say, don't be a schlep rock, buy your glasses from Dino. What is a schlep rock? I don't know, but that's oh. why it stuck in my mind. Yeah, I can understand. So yeah. don't, don't be a schlep rock. Buy the books. Buy the or books. if you just want one of the books or two of the books, and again, one you know you can, you can purchase them too, but one thing that I've been saying is these, for you conscious parents who kind of have this new philosophy, if you want your parents, the grandparents, to understand some of the, your new way of thinking or the way that you're trying to be more focused on what your child is needing in the moment, give, your grand, give the grandparents these books. Yep. Um, I think it, they're, it's told in story form. They're really simple, and I have heard through, from many grandparents that it's been helpful. So the that's it. The only people who are qualified are people who either are parents or have parents. If you have neither, if you've never had any of those, <laughs> you cannot buy the gift set. Yeah. Um, so a few years ago, we went to go see the Batman movie. Yeah, Dark Knight, which I think was a good three or four years ago now, wasn't it? Uh, yes. Okay, so Todd and I went to see The Dark Knight. Very excited. Yeah, we were very excited, but can I have to be honest and say that I was a little scared because I was heard it was a dark movie. Mm-hmm. You know, all hence, the reviews were good. the word dark in the title. Well, there you go. Like, they, they weren't beating around the bush about, you know, what this movie is about. So, so Todd and I go into The Dark Knight, and we sit down, and there is this child... Sitting in the movie, I don't, I don't wish, it was so many years ago. She behind us or in front of us, regardless, she was sitting covering her ears. And it was the previews had just started. So it's just, you know, it's a, it's a rated R movie. And so there were rated R rated previews. R previews yeah. And she was covering her ears. And, and how old was this kid? Probably six or yeah. seven. I remember saying to you, she's no older than JC. Right. And this was two or three years ago. So and JC's eight. Was, yeah. Yeah. So she, she was five, six, seven. Regardless, it was so upsetting to me that we actually moved seats. 
and it was a crowded movie theater, so I was kind of annoyed. Yes. Because I'm like, come on, we're here, just deal with it. But see, to the, you. The, right, and the thing is, is there's no way I'm going to sit in that movie and watch that girl suffer. So we went to the back top row. Yeah, but there was, well, we'll, we'll get to this part, but as the movie went on, I thought about this girl you a lot. Yeah, you couldn't enjoy the movie. I really couldn't because I knew she was in there struggling, or hopefully she fell asleep or something, but regardless. And then... About three-fourths of the way through the movie, a baby started crying. Yeah. An infant yeah. was in this movie. Probably in the car seat. And I was watching, you know, because I saw her lift up the baby once I could see where the baby was crying. And they were trying to soothe the baby in the theater. Yeah. Instead of taking the baby out of the movie. Right. So where do I even go from here? Because yeah, where do you start? Where do you start? Why I mean, is that baby in the movie theater? Why is there an infant in the dark night? And, and I will play devil's advocate... They would say because she usually sleeps well and there's no way she's so little, she doesn't know what's going on anyways. Right. And I think that those are usually the things that people say. Like the, what, you know, well, let's just start with an infant. Right. You know, okay, the infant doesn't know what's going on. And one thing that Todd and I talk about on this show all the time is that children are sensory beings. They're energy beings. Like when they're first born, they have no words. The only way they communicate is through crying, as we know. But the only way they understand what's going on is through feel. Mm. They feel everything, which we all still have the power to do. And when you say feel, you're not talking about touch. No, no. I'm not talking about touch with our fingers. I'm talking about sensory. I'm talking about when you get an instinct or when you feel fear or when you feel um, that you're comfortable or safe. It's like the energy we talk about right now as an adult. When you walk in a room and do you feel negative energy? Do you feel positive energy? Do you feel kind of uncomfortable or do you feel really calm? Right. And you... That energy that you're feeling is coming from either that place mm -hmm. or from the people that are in it. Right. And so we just don't use those skills anymore when we grow up. And I feel like that's what we're trying to get back to is helping our children know that those skills are good and that those are coming from their heart. And, and to trust it. And to trust it. And that as adults, we can start to tap into that more. So with all that said, you, you must understand that infants are feeling everything in that movie not only are they feeling the very basic things of the vi the vibration and the sound and you know the lights the flashing lights that's just on the physical surface right, right? they are also hearing you know screams and they are experiencing guns, guns and negativity the energy that's coming out of that movie i mean that movie you know they you know they they never made this connection, so I'm totally jumping the gun. But Heath Ledger died about oh, yeah. six months after making this movie, or about a year maybe. Mm. And you know, he was one of the darkest characters ever, ever on screen. And in some ways, I think he couldn't shake it. Mm -hmm. Now, a lot of people would say, "Oh no, you know, it was an accident. He overdosed. Whatever." I'm not saying he committed suicide. Right. I'm saying that he. It was probably still very present in him. He was using a lot of medication to sleep. Mm -hmm. And who knows? I don't know Heath Ledger, but it's just from a distance when that happened. It's like, wow, what a odd coincidence. Right. You know, that's all I can say about right. it. I, I don't know enough to say more. So what about, so that's the infant. So what about a five-year-old who actually has a um, an ability to kind of take a little bit of the information in uh, from a brain standpoint um how is that different than the infant well okay so all the infant stuff that we said is is still there right kids are still taking in all that stuff all the sights the sounds the craziness the busyness the hyperness but now they do have a frame of reference for life be it a very basic one right and so what you are filling in by showing them this these kind of things that they're 
cognitively not ready to see or understand is that can become their life view. I don't mean that they are going to run out and be the joker. Don't take this too literally, everybody. It's not because people will say, well, my child watched rated R movies and they're not going to kill anybody. I'm not talking literal. I'm talking the way they perceive the world. If what movies are so powerful and if, if we are showing our children especially at an age where they don't know what to do with that information. It doesn't make any sense to them. If we are showing them killing and guns and negativity and swearing and sex before they understand what sex is, they don't know what to do with that. They internalize it. They internalize it, and where do they put it? What do they do with it? I don't know. I know. I get really riled up about this. Can you tell? I know you do, and it's good. Because they're actually at more of a disadvantage than we are because they don't know what's fictional and what's not. Yeah, what they see on the screen is what... You, you can't explain fiction and nonfiction to a five-year-old. Exactly. What is on the screen is happening. It's real. And that must and be the world. And it looks real. And so then we say to them, we show them this awful movie. Uh, mm-hmm. the dark, and, and again, good movie, critically acclaimed, but awful movie. And then we say, it's not real. Right. What does that mean? What does that mean? Right. Oh, they just saw it. Right. Of course it's real. It's, of course and it's real. And it looks real. real. Exactly. The, the movie is made to look as real as possible. And there's real people up there, and right. you're scared in that movie, right. right? And so they're watching that. They're taking that energy from you and noticing that you're freaked out or whatever. And the thing is, is that they can't, they don't have that discerning ability Not yet. yet right. And they're very, um, they're, they're what's called um, concrete thinking. Right. Up until about eight or nine, they're concrete thinkers. They're very black and white. They don't see gray. Non-abstract. Like, non-abstract. Like after that, they get more abstract where they see a little gray and you can rationalize with them. Up until then, it's either this or that, real or fake. Right. And if they just saw it on the screen, it's very hard for them to believe that that wasn't real. Right. They take that in, you know? Well, and I have a friend who um, has a different parenting philosophy, and he show he let his kid watch The Exorcist. Wow. When, I don't know how old his daughter was, but I said, why in the world would you do that? And he said, well, she's going to see it eventually, so why not show it to her now? And he, what he didn't understand and what I had a hard time explaining to him was, the idea, and just because I don't know it well enough, the stages of de- development in your brain yes. is so different as you grow older. And there's a difference between a 5-year-old, a 12-year-old, a 22-year-old. And to show your kids something terribly negative is... And scary, terrifying. Is so... Like, I don't know what the ramifications are. Right. But what I do know is that it's not good. Right. It's not healthy. It's not. It's like one of those things where it's just a little piece. It may not even show up immediately. It may be something that shows up later on, mm-hmm. you know, like in a discomfort or a fear. But I think it's this this thing that we carry around, this idea that kids are so resilient. So they can handle anything, and we just throw it at them and left the and right. And the thing is, they can in the sense that they're not going to die the next day. Right. But that doesn't mean it doesn't affect them. Exactly. And, and we sit there and we say that, yet we, as adults, get tossed around by the world and get frustrated and angry. Yet we toss children around and say, but they're resilient. Mm-hmm. Are we resilient? You know, I think we are, but do we want those things being thrown at us? Right. I don't think so. And so the thing about um, the children in the movies is that, you know, you know, oh gosh, I don't Here's know. the thing. I think that these parents are completely selfish. Why do they go to that movie? Because they want to go see a good movie. Right. Do one of two things. Either A, don't go see that movie and go see a good movie like Toy Story. Or Winnie the Pooh. Or Winnie the Pooh or Happy Feet 2, which was horrible, by the way. Yeah, that wasn't very good. We just saw that on Thanksgiving. It was horrible. Or get a babysitter. But don't do both. Don't, don't, don't do that. You, 
you're putting your own needs, and it's funny. This is a total contradiction because we're like, no, it's a paradox. Okay, it's don't a paradox. call it a contradiction because we talk about how you got to take care of yourself first, so you can take care of your children. Right. And now here I am saying, don't you dare take your children. Take your children to one of these movies, and you know, in your blog, which is going to be, it's posted today. Uh, I think it'll post to, yeah today. You're right. Um. I told you to be more forceful with your yeah, words, you and you, you're like, no, it's not the way I teach, and I respect that, but I'm, I have a platform myself here, and I'm calling all the parents out that are taking their younger kids to rated our movies, stop it, because you're being an idiot. <laughs> Ouch! Oh, that's a different, that is a different well, way of teaching. You now have the information. Now, if you, if, you don't, if you don't believe in what we're saying, that's fine. You can, right. you can, turn, the com- you can turn the computer off or whatever, but if you, you can't... Believe what we're saying and then go do it. Right. It's one or the or other. Or you can, but then you're compl- you're not in awareness. Yeah, you're... you're, you're... And, I, and I think the thing is, is there are times, you know, like we introduce things to kids slowly. And, and you can say, well, they're going to see it anyway. And that is true. They are. I, I think probably everyone in the world eventually sees The Exorcist or whatever these movies are. But as Todd said, they see it at a time where they know what to do with the information. They know how to talk about it. They know what's real and what's not. They know how to let it go. They know how to, you know, it, it's all these things that, um, that they're not able to do at a young age. And so we just want to inspire parents mm-hmm. to reconsider and maybe do something else with their child. If they really need to get out, go do something else. Are you saying that when I call them idiots that I'm not inspiring well, them? Well, that's not... It just makes them feel bad. I like, know. one thing we don't want to teach with shame, guilt, and fear. It's good cop, bad cop. You could be the good I cop. Know. I'll be the bad cop. Well, you know, even with parents, nobody likes to be shamed. No one likes to be guilted. But like you said, going back to what you said, now you have the information. Because I think a lot of times we do just sit around and say, kids are resilient. They can handle it. I'll tell them it's not real. It's no big deal. They'll relax. They can fall asleep if they want to. It's not that easy. Well, and I think we forget, like even us, like uh, we went to go see Paranormal Activity oh, a few years ago. Please. And that's one of those creepy movies. And it stuck with you for a while. Forever. It, it stuck with me for a while, too. I know. I could. You, there's. I feel like I want to ruin the movie by telling a scene in that movie. No, don't do that. Well, there's the scene where she's up and staring at him in the middle of the night yes. for hours. Yeah. Because there's this time thing at the bottom where you can see it's being videotaped. And she's staring at him for hours. Just It, it so scared me to death. I would never see Paranormal 2 or Paranormal 3 because... Part of me, the like getting creeped out part, because I used to love horror movies, mm. wants to see it because right. I'm so curious, but I know it's not good for my health. Right. It's not good for my psyche. It messes me up. Right. I know. I know. So. Can I tell one more part from this blog? Sure. <laughs> um, speaking of happy feet, one thing that I wrote in the blog is about how Cameron, when oh, yeah. she was about two and a half, three, we took her to see Happy Feet. Um, part with one. Part one. And we, you know, JC was there and. My whole family was there, and Cameron was young enough. She wanted to sit on my lap, and she was sitting on my lap, and she was facing forward, and then all of a sudden she turned toward me. It was in the first 10 minutes of this movie. She had never been to a movie before. She turned toward me, and then she kind of said she kind of had a headache, or she was complaining and crying and kind of whining, and I was holding on to her. And all of a sudden, she kind of backed away and threw up all over me. Okay, so I was like, oh, my goodness, she must be sick. So I got up, took her out. And she was fine. She had no flu. She had no fever. There was no food poisoning. She was just overstimulated by this movie. Right. The sights and the sounds, this, it came on really strong. Remember mm. the beginning of that movie? They just sang immediately. Right. And it was too much for her little body. Right. And so that was just one of those awarenesses for me that I was like, okay. And, and of all of our children, it doesn't surprise me right. that Cameron would be affected that way. And she can go to movies now. I love taking my kids to movies. Yeah. But I try and choose ones that will somehow demonstrate love or inspiration or at least fun mm-hmm. at least funny 
Not not fear. You cannot go wrong with Pixar. I know. They're I, always good. Every single one is good, and I think all the other ones are bad. <laughs> Winnie the Pooh was good. We, oh, we saw that this Winnie year. Winnie the Pooh has never done anything for me. Oh, he's so cute. Oh, stuff and fluff. It's always stuff and fluff. Uh, no. Pixar is where it's all at. Yeah. Well, there's been a few DreamWorks. Shrek. I liked the Shrek movies. Eh, Shrek was okay. Yeah. Well, anyway. Um, and then as far as horror movies, um, what's up with Freddy and... Jason and Michael Myers. I mean, they just kind of walked around. Why was it so hard to get away from them? <laughs> because they could. You know what? I laughed. they just walked. I know, but you like, know, what? you never saw Michael or Jason run anywhere. They didn't have to. They were always in the right place at the right time. They'd always be behind the door. Oh, they knew what door to be behind. Well, but sometimes there there's somebody running through the forest, and somehow they catch up to them. Well, they're they're kind of superhuman because they've been killed a few times. Yeah, like they've seven come back. or eight. Um, can I? I don't know if you remember me saying this to you after Halloween, but we went to Marty's and for Halloween, and we um there was he had a bunch of TVs on, and they were he was playing some horror movies, which I haven't seen in a long time, but it reminded me of how in horror movies, how like Michael or Jason or whatever would kill someone, and then they'd like dress them up and like have them hanging from somewhere. Oh, yeah, like, so then when people came in, they would see. They would be scared and I'm thinking to myself again I know it's not real but how funny it is that they're like doing that yeah like they're putting a pumpkin on their head and where do they get the tools to hang (laughs) them up on a door and why are they doing that like does he have like a drill and screws and (laughs) and line to hang them up and like yeah exactly and what why is he wasting time Mm -hmm. decorating this dead person yeah you're supposed to be going after the next victim now in silence of the lambs it made sense remember hannibal lecter does it to that that guy freaked me out and everybody else with the exception of you yeah that movie didn't scare me it was a great psychological movie meaning i loved it and i loved the conversations and the dialogue but it did not scare me i could watch that movie alone and should we talk about chucky for a second i only saw one chucky that was the doll I know. So I'm aware. So how does that work? Um, he was possessed. I know, by some... but it's a it's a doll. Yeah, and he would kill. He was after that kid. I know, but it's a doll. <laughs> Why? How? Like just step on its head. What's going on? <laughs> I feel like I'm whining right now. What's going on what's, with Chucky? What's going on? Well, I think I, Chucky I, might have to be I the picture he, that we have. For he ran his course after Bride of Chucky. Yeah. I think it was all downhill. It was. It was. So, anyways, where else are we going to go? Um, well, we we did not talk about Avid. Um, we are actually sitting in our new house right now. We are. And we are looking out the window, and Avid did such a fantastic job on our home. And it's just so nice to be home. Mm-hmm. And I can't speak highly enough about them. Again, um, avidco.net. And reason why is not just because they're our sponsor, but because, well, I love that they're our sponsor, but because they're honest and they're trustworthy and they clean up and they are good mm-hmm. to us. There were people here working on Sundays mm-hmm. and at 10 o'clock at night. I he, mean, this is some hardcore work. Most people predicted it would take nine to nine months or so, and he did it in less than five. In five months, you guys. So, so um, they're running a holiday special. Are they really? What is it? I don't know. I'm just making that up. But give them a call, <laughs> for goodness sakes. 630-956-1800. Please support us by supporting our partners. If you need any painting in your house or any type of work in your house at all they can do it uh so give them a call 630-956-1800 yeah um and tell them zen parenting sent you and again going back to what we were talking about with these movies the you know taking your children to movies um my chicago parent blog it's called the self-aware parent if you haven't checked it out um but please read it feel free to comment and also um our zen parenting facebook page please go on there and like it if you haven't already and we've been asking a few more questions lately so please respond we're trying to get um a feel for what people want to hear on this show comments at zenparentingradio.com um email us there and then what is it again comments okay at 
zenparentingradio.com. Okay, so you can email us or on our Facebook page or on Twitter. Mm-hmm. We're at Zen Parenting um, at Twitter. Right. It's just Zen Parenting, not Zen Parenting Radio. And then um, what about The Shining? I don't want to get into all this. These, actually, The Shining I loved. I thought that was that kind of is like Silence of the Lambs where Danny it was really smart. Danny is in here, Mrs. Torrance. Red Ram. Red <laughs> Ram. Except, you know, what scared me more, I think, was the book. The book was scarier than the movie. Yeah, I didn't read the book. Yeah. And I, you know what? Speaking of being too young, I was in fifth grade when I saw The Shining. Yes. And I did not see it at home. My parents did not know. I was at someone's house, and it was on the movie channel. Mm-hmm. And you know how you could just watch the movie channels mm-hmm. before all these parental controls. And I watched The Shining. And can you want me to tell you something? Yeah. I was too young. You were too young. And yes. it shows because you're a disturbed woman. Am I really? No. I, I didn't think so. You made it through. I Thank you. Somehow. Um, movie line time. So I think this is going to be a good one. So bear with me just one quick second. It is in celebration of the holiday spirit. Hey, kids. I heard on the news that an airline pilot spotted Santa's sled on its way in from New York. (laughs) You serious, Clark? That's Eddie. Eddie. Um, so real that's um, real tomato ketchup, Eddie. So I think that's it. That's it. Um, have a great week, and we'll see you next Tuesday. Actually, we won't see you. Well, we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Adios. Bye-bye.